0: Welcome to the One Speed MMA podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. Yeah,
1: man. This Carson
0: One Speed Wood. Wood. Yeah. And or who do we got with Carson us here? Carson
2: Wood. Travis. It's our very first
1: guest. Trav- we're actually the guest. We're the guest in his house. We just got done watching UFC
2: 196. So this is. Welcome, everybody, to One Speed MMA. This is Travis Mark hosting the show. I don't know. <laughs> Justin Smith. Oh, no.
0: He's colonized there. it. I leave I leave for a week, and Travis has already taken my spot. We got the
1: chemi- look at me in the eyes. We got good chemistry.
0: You, we're not recording this week. We're, we're sitting here in Travis's basement.
1: We got a filled recorder. We don't have our normal equipment, so.
0: I got my normal equipment, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the angry
1: elephant is on
0: deck. Uh, we had a good night. It has been a crazy night.
1: Justin got emotional. And, Twice. Then, <laughs> and uh, oh,
0: no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I got emotional about something else. Do you guys want to talk about that for yeah, a minute? Let's you wanna, you yeah, settle let's start this? this with this. Go ahead, Trav. Tell your story, Trav. I feel like this is a story five years uh, in the making. I, again, I tell you how to do something and how we're going to do something, and you do it incorrectly. Well, yeah. I don't think that's true. I think,
2: well, let's start this story five years ago, right? This is 2010, which is six years ago. And, well, so Justin and I were, were about in a sparring match. Like Justin wanted to wrestle me one time in the front yard. He came at me. I put him in a standing guillotine within five seconds. He tapped out, and that was the end of the story. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to tell ever my since story. then.
0: I'm going to tell my story, and then we're going to have Carson tell his over Justin, and then we're going to talk Carson. This physical his arc, altercation.
2: So here's how I remember it, which <laughs> ended in a standing guillotine. <laughs> so which according to Chuck Liddell is the second the, most. Someone take the microphone. Someone take the microphone. Next from that to guy.
0: tapping to strikes you can't to even hold the microphone to his it. mouth, for goodness sake. How can he tell a story? Okay, I'm going to tell my side of the story, and then we're going to have Carson tell his side, which is yet to be heard tonight because he keeps playing both sides. So here we are, Travis's wedding day. I want to make him feel good about himself. Let's so tell I'm, my side of the wait story. Wait a minute.
2: This is at least a day before my wedding day.
0: One day before the wedding. So here we are, right before the wedding. We are about to, I don't know, we're d- touch-butting outside in front of the – we're th- playing some touch-butt. And butt touch Touch butt Butt touch No, it's touch butt Not what you guys are doing Yeah, we were doing butt touch So anyway, um, I had just watched an informational YouTube video about how to escape the uh, the guard And so I'm going to teach all of my friends how to do this knowing little to nothing about MMA So here we go I go to t- to make sure that Travis and I both go to the ground I put my head under his right arm And he immediately standing guillotines me before we go to the ground so, what's more likely? Justin, knowing little to nothing about MMA, attempts
2: to show someone, teach someone, how to get out of guard by starting in a standing position, or two friends decide to wrestle starting in a standing position. Do you, yeah, do you wrestle for. Wait, hold very on. Quickly. Wrestling
0: doesn't usually end in a tap, wrestling usually just ends with wrestling. Well, I think wrestling naturally would
2: end if one person taps out another, then that would end. That's
0: jujitsu. Well, we weren't I, 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 think as well I
2: think
1: more of what he is trying to say is that, I mean, you did just preface it that All you knew right. next nothing about MMA, and yeah, I no,
0: mean, so I under- obviously it was I an MMA wrestling preface, part of it. But the, the whole point was, hey, I I know how to get out of guard. Let's let's let me teach you. And then we didn't even go to the ground, and he got me in a freaking standing guillotine. So hold on, before you talk, I want to hear Carson's side of the story because he was there, and he has yet to tell us who is was actually correcting this story. And the thing is, is I don't necessarily think he's going to pick a side, or he's going to pick Travis like Jace here is mouthing. No, I I wouldn't
1: pick any. I mean, all I remember of the story is I was sleeping on the couch like no, I normally did. That's not true. We were uh, in it Cosette, was, Travis's excuse me, wife's front yard. Anyways, I'm telling my side of the story. I because Derek snores so loudly was sleeping on the couch. Derek wasn't
2: there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this microphone.
1: <laughs> uh, so he, I was sleeping on the couch because Derek sleeps so or snores so loudly. So I had I for most of the summer been sleeping on the couch. I woke up to a whopper chopper.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: can, you exp- can you and no. can you explain what a
0: whopper chopper is, please?
1: It is where Travis, uh, uh, on his wedding day, just put his his private parts by my head and just started <laughs> wagging them back and forth, Making and just the sound of a, wa- and of a wha- 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 helicopter. Wha- wha- I was the last person to see his member before he became not a virgin is that too much information on the podcast yeah was, man get we to can the, cut that out get to the yeah. point
0: the information that we need here is who is right about this situation which i don't think we're going to get from carson so
1: and then the fights happen this that's my recollection the fights did happen tonight
0: hey no and no no you God, you're as bad as donald trump
1: <laughs> what everybody's on my side avoiding the issues and telling him another story that he's the one that brings hear. him to the forefront. Because of him he's, we're talking about the border.
0: Digression. <laughs> digression.
2: You're the one brought it up. Digre- anyway, so I saw Misha Tate won tonight after a hard fought fight, 5th round. I think that the fact that she ended up submitting her in the 5th round was a big part of the overall. I thought you were done right there. So, my my favorite thing in the world is
1: 5th round stoppages.
0: What was your favorite fight? So, the
2: two that I really appreciated were the co-main event and the main event. I thought that um, the Holly Holm and Misha Tate fight really lived up to its billing. I thought that both, um, you know, I, Misha Tate really did bring up her the, the overall well-roundedness of a fighter that she brings. I think that Holly Holm was able to take advantage of the fact that Ronda Rousey was, was mainly a judo fighter. And I think that between Misha Tate and Holly Holm. Um, she was able to exploit the fact that Holly Holm was mainly a boxer, and that's where that's where she started, that's where her foundation was, and she didn't have the experience on the ground. And I think that that's where my Misha Tate... And it was ex- it was an exciting fight to watch. I think that all through the five rounds, I was excited to to, to watch the fight, and the, the fact that at the end, Misha Tate was able to pull it off made it one of the more memorable fights of the night, I thought.
1: Yeah, and, and, and uh, I had said it earlier, um, my favorite thing in the world in MMA world is when you see a fight and then there's a stoppage in the 5th round especially if somebody's losing and they pull it out which I mean as part from the second round uh I think we can agree that she was losing it probably uh f- probably 3 rounds to 1 I would think um but no I, I I couldn't like I didn't really have a dog in the fight on that one I kind of like I would have liked to see Ronda Holly rematch uh for the belt um right off the right off this after this fight I also like the rock paper scissors effect that we now we now get it's a beautiful thing um, the other fight that I like, I can't even remember right now. I'd have to look it up. Before the Latifi fight, I actually liked that one too. But um, I think fight of the night was definitely Misha Misha Tate and Holly Holm.
0: Oh hey Cosette. you want to come jump on? You want to say something? What movie did you go see? Well someone give her a, someone mic her up, please? Whiskey ma- Whiskey Tango hi- Foxtrot. Foxtrot. Tina Fey movie with Tina Fey. How was it?
1: It was surprising. It was not as much of a comedy as I thought it was it was actually really serious with
0: really funny parts yeah what was your, What was the best part no spoilers though
1: I just barely saw it I'm still digesting it That's it's okay. I don't have anything interesting to say you
0: You miss some really
1: I feel very <laughs> this is really high pressure <laughs>
0: like you missed some really really good fights I want
1: to see him I want to watch the chick fight who fought yeah I want to watch Misha Tate
0: do you know who won no. Oh, you're you're in for a real treat.
1: Okay. I wanna watch it right now.
0: Fight, fight of the night. Okay. Fight of the night, Carson says. The Conor McGregor is pretty good. That's offensive. <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> you might recognize Justin. It. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> that was Jace, our producer. <laughs> He's making sure we stay on track and don't talk whiskey tango box <laughs> So as you guys were just discussing the, the Misha Tate Holly home fight. Good time. The best part about that entire fight is the fact that there was a fighter that knew that they were losing the fight and actually came out in the fifth round to win instead of just coming out to try and win a, a decision, which she knew that she wasn't going to get. That seemed
2: to be the theme for the night, right? Like, even in the Nate Diaz-Conor McGregor fight, I thought McGregor took the first round and had beaten up Nate Diaz. But in the second round, Nate Diaz came from behind knowing that he was down in the fight and was able to finish. And I think that was what was special about both both of the two the co-main event and the main For event. For sure.
0: Event. Um, one of the things about that especially, though, is uh, Nate Diaz being a boxer had to set up his distance. So a lot of times it takes one round to actually get everything set up to know exactly how far that opponent is and to start landing punches. The The interesting thing was, in the comment that I made in the first, was that he was continually throwing punches, but none of them were actually strong enough to do anything, um, which is interesting because if you land enough punches, one of them is going to do enough. And as we saw in the second round, he definitely caught him. And from that left hook that he caught him with, I believe it was a left hook, it was the end of Connor. I mean, he didn't look the same. He was moving different. He wasn't ducking and jiving the same. He just looked like that. That punch caught him
2: well, and that was what I was interested to see in the fight is how much you saw the last fight that Nate Diaz was in there was a lot of trash talk he was he was he was hitting he was hitting him and, and talking trash right and Connor did was was very much the same way against Chad Mendez and then against uh, you know Jose Aldo in the thirteen seconds that they fought but i I was interesting to see I was interested to see how that psychological battle would play out between the two and it seemed like really it depended on who was winning? Because I felt like in the first round Conor McGregor really had that edge, but in th- then in the second round when Nate Diaz was able to land a couple shots, um, he was he started putting his hands up in the air and he started to talk some trash, and I feel like he was able th- that that fueled his energy, that fueled the momentum that Nate Diaz had.
0: Yeah, man, it it was one of those things where Conor kept dropping his hands and being like tough, but the fact is is if you keep dropping your hands against a boxer, as soon as he finds that range, you're in some deep trouble because as soon as he finds that range, it almost chris weidman anderson silva weidman finally found that distance against anderson silva a lot different obviously anderson silva you know seemed to be losing his step at that time and after the Bisming fight definitely looked like he had lost the step and didn't really know exactly how to process but at the same time as soon as diaz found that range his boxing just took over which was exactly what every it seemed like everyone thought that diaz had just as big of a chance as he did but everyone was so scared to go against Connor because he's done exactly what he said for a very very long time and it's
1: so each Connor just now is in the <laughs> the group of people that I go against them for the longest time it's kind of like I'm trying to think of like there's a basketball team no no there's a, there was the Panthers it was the Panthers every every week this year I went against the Panthers and then the only time I was for them was when they played the Falcons and lost it's the same damn thing with Connor it's like every time I think Connor's going to fight somebody, except for Dennis Seaver, uh, I thought that he was going to win or lose, and he's won. Except for tonight, yep. I thought he was going to win, and he lost. But I'm really happy because I wanted the, I wanted Nate to win.
2: <laughs> okay, but <laughs> now that will be that really be what I mentioned. Where does Conor like what? Where does Conor McGregor go from here? That right? is a great because point. does this what affect do his Does this affect what's going on in his career progression? This fight was taken at 170. It was a welterweight fight they you know does does mm. connor stay at 155 there are so many intriguing fights i feel like still at 145 he can he can have a career at 155 i believe i don't know if and he's then gonna you've, f- you've like got the conspiracy you've got the donald trump followers that are talking <laughs> about a, a gsp comeback <laughs> yeah. and a 170 uh, you know 170 not anymore, man. rematch with uh, the dude
0: can't stay on his feet he's not gonna fight a wrestler um well eventually he'll have to but no you're absolutely right it was the impression that he wasn't going to go back to 145 because he wasn't going to make the weight. Now that we know that 170 really is that that much, you know, he bit off more than he could chew, as my brother said, as we were texting after the fight. Um, he might try and make that weight just because he's a big 145 and he's he may, he weighed in at 168. He's not a 170. But you bring up a lot of really really good points. Frankie Edgar still there? Jose Frankie Aldo. Edgar called him out immediately because oh. he was he was
1: on the he was commentating uh, with. Uh, with Dominic Cruz and he's like I don't like to knock a guy when he's down but he's gotta go down again he, there's all th- th- this is the only fight that makes sense at this point that's sellable cause I mean if RDA's injured I don't know how long until he's he's back to operable but um, so, so what do you want to see I want to see Frankie and uh, Connor Jace what and do that's you want to f- that's the fight that I wanted to see before they made the RDA fight
0: I just want to say right now the rematch the rematch between Justin and I will occur in 10 minutes <laughs> um, we have a pay-per-view the podcast is going to go for like another forty minutes. Um, after the forty minutes, <laughs> tune in.
2: But you're going to have to pay. I I see <laughs> a I see a Conor McGregor RDA fight next. I think that that fight goes through. Um, but I I am interested to see if you'll see
0: two hundred. Well,
2: no, too soon. I think Conor McGregor got beat up a little bit today. That's I think he's going to take some time off.
0: Three months, July, right? They don't have anything planned. Interesting. Sorry to cut you off. Interesting thing is Dana White said we'll see where we start planning for 200 after this weekend. Well, there I mean, there's also the John Jones Daniel Cormier fight,
2: which I would guess that's next would week, w- right? So that would be prime. I think Two they weeks. would decide after that fight if they're going to wait. You would think that the the heavyweights would take the highest.
0: You think Cormier starts, or you think Jones starches Cormier in enough time to actually get on the 200 card? Because I mean, they would have. To I mean, that would depend no if they damage. do another
2: five round fight. Then yeah, you wouldn't think that they would be ready to to turn around and go for for the two hundred pay per view. But they, I if they want to if they want to make that that UFC two hundred one of the best or one of the better cards, um, you'd think that they would have to at least consider that. Did you, you listen to the last podcast?
0: We had a whole discussion on two hundred. I did. Did you? No. Yeah. <laughs> so we. We had we had two we had two different cards. Um I had Lawler McGregor, which obviously now won't happen because he just I mean, weighing in at one sixty eight he's just too small. Which is fine. Good for him for taking the fight and saving the pay per view and all that and and staying in the ring and actually discussing. I mean, Ronda Rousey left. I mean and obviously I've never fought, I've never had to take a loss, I've never been undefeated. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, Ronda Rousey leaving and then not talking to the media for three months until Saturday night live is a lot different. She didn't break her jaw. Jace is mouthing to me that he broke her jaw. Her he he baguette. did not break
1: her jaw. He didn't say that. Jace said
0: that he broke her jaw. <laughs> I said
1: her teeth. Oh sorry. Yeah question on that whole thing. Do you think because like, the thing is is like maybe it's like you said he took off he bit off more than he can chew. I think if he could redo it again. The, your brother you said your brother yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah I just don't know what I, think I
0: wondered what the bit off more than he could chew. What what that triggered Sorry. Anyway, and uh,
1: no. I think that he would do it again in a heartbeat. Like so, regardless oh. of, and that's the difference between I think the him and everybody fights, else. Man. Yeah, he would. He would do it again in a heartbeat. He takes any fight, any weight class. I even if they were like, you still want to do Lawler at two hundred, even though it would not be behoove him for his career. I think he still does it.
0: If he fights Lawler at two hundred, he makes a a lot of cash. He out. won't. Let's be clear. He won't.
1: But I'm just saying. I think that he still would.
0: Art, I. I don't know if he can be medically cleared in that amount of time, but he's at 170. All he'd have to do is worry about a weight cut. And he's got the RDA months. fight would
2: make a lot of sense at, at 200.
0: 200. 200. I think he's got a hard time getting down from 168 all the way down to 145 again. I don't. I think Frankie Edgar would also make a lot of sense. How? However I, however, I think he has a really hard time getting back down to 145. Again.
2: I don't think this fight makes him reconsider going to 155, though. No. I think I. I think that it was a. It, it sucks that he lost he's probably disappointed but i don't think that this makes him reconsider he's wanting retire. to move up to 155 i think that i think there are a lot of intriguing fights at 145 for the fans but i just don't i think that his sights are set at 155 and i think he can make that weight and he can fight really well i, there.
0: I agree do you th- so you think they get they have to give him a title match there's no way he has to fight anyone no else i mean i think this this
2: rda fight can be r- resurrected just like that
0: so do you think that's the only fight he can win at 155
2: no, I think you can win plenty at 155. You think you just because so he really? lost to Nate Diaz at 170 doesn't mean that he's not a formidable competitor at 155. So they fight again at 155. Is it different? I don't know that.
0: It's an interesting. It's an interesting thought, though, right? Yeah, I for mean, sure.
2: But but I think you c- you don't you don't schedule that fight right away. You pit him against somebody else at the at that weight. It's of course different
1: if they're at 155,
2: but it doesn't mean that. Y- it doesn't
1: mean that like I because I, I don't th- like he was competitive the first round 100. Um, percent He could still knock him out in the first round, knock him down and get a TKO or anything. Like e- them at 155 still makes sense. I'd like to see the rematch where they both get a full training camp and they both go to 155. Um I, I th- it's something I'd be into, but I think obviously he gets RDA. I'd actually like to see Frankie Edgar at 200. I think Frankie is a bigger draw than RDA and an actual like Connor McGregor's belt on the line. Well, actually, he,
0: Conor M- the Connor McGregor belt has been given to Nate Diaz, but the 145 belt it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what happens next due to the fact that he could go he could potentially go back to one forty five and fight Edgar. He could drop down and fight RDA and eventually he could have another rematch with Nate Diaz at one fifty five. Um, I think that Nate Diaz has showed people how to beat him. However, I think Nate Diaz has some of the best boxing in the one seventy and one fifty five division, and I think he's one of the only people that could stand and outstrike Conor McGregor. Um I would like to see other people. Frankie Edgar at 145 has got great hands. And Nick Nick Diaz, Nate's other brother, even mentioned, you know, they were like, hey, Nick, who's got the best boxing in MMA? And he was like, well, other than me and my brother, you know, Frankie Edgar has some pretty good hands. Um, The size difference is where it comes in. But Frankie Edgar could easily come up to 155. He dropped to 145 after losing to Ben Henderson twice. So he could come back up and and fight Connor at at 155. Um, What do you think they do with that belt, though, because... I mean Dana
2: White said previously that it, he doesn't want a fighter, you know, carrying different belts and that different thing and it seems like that rule has has not applied to Conor. It's all about know. the
0: money, money, money. It's all about the money, money, money.
2: So he still you still think that Conor I I assumed as he's moving up in weight class that he vacates this belt eventually. I mean
0: he might because he lost his fight, he might fight one more at 145 and then vacate just to show his dominance one more time over a 145er and then move up to 155 for good. But he looked sickly at 145. Um, I feel like we've discussed Conor McGregor for about 20 minutes now. Well, I guess we talked about Misha Tate, Holly Holm. So what's next for that? New well, I kinda,
1: well, we talked about it a little bit, but I kind of wanted to talk more about yeah. it. Uh, that's That was my fight of the night. Um, I, I Apart from the round two, because I, I don't think that – I know that everybody's going to say that Holly Holmes takedown defense isn't that great, but she actually stuffed most yep. of them. There was just the two that she didn't that lost her two rounds and then eventually the fight. Or not? Um, well, actually, she wasn't even really losing the fifth. It just
0: – right. Go Misha ahead. Misha Tate is by far the best wrestler in any women's division. I mean, Not she by far.
1: Liz Carmouche is,
0: is of the same caliber. But she just yeah doesn't yeah have an yeah all-around yeah. game. She well, can't set Karmouche it up the same is way. an Olympic wrestler, right? Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I take that back. Well, well said. However, Misha Tate has been wrestling one of the longest amount of times. Um, she definitely she's like a
1: GSP wrestler. She's an MMA wrestler, and yep. she's very good. And she's well. She has a well-rounded game. She can throw hands. Um, I
0: wasn't impressed with her striking. Um, it's different though, though when you're going She was slow.
1: Well, it's it's different though when you're going up against Holly Holm versus oh yeah going up against somebody else. I mean, look but at Nate Diaz, I, Conor McGregor. Uh-huh. Her hands, her hands have looked okay against other people. Like she can, she's manageable.
0: Yeah, so what's next for uh, Misha Tate? I think
2: I think this sets up as much as I feel like a lot of people were talking about how this is the worst-case scenario for the UFC because they'd like Holly oh, no Holm way. to step into that role of Ronda Rousey as the dominant female champion. But I think this sets up a, perf- a perfect triangle effect where Misha Tate is well-rounded enough to be able to beat Holly, and you, Rousey is going to be ready for a fight in the next three months, and so... Who she, I think she, because of her track record, she deserves an automatic championship fight. And this means she, a fourth she's fight against twice. Misa Tate. I thought, I think she's made it three times. Has, Has she not? She made, not? Three? She she made, made been her once
0: th- in Strike Force, once in the UFC, and that's it. And right, that's twice. Okay, so and it. And everyone was so saying they didn't want to
2: see it for the third time. But you, I definitely okay. want to see it for the third time now. But, uh, see, and I think that's what's going to happen. But at that point, I feel like Rhonda, that's a win to Rhonda. And then Holly Holm is the next. Maybe she fights somebody else in the division. But I feel like these three, Misha Tate has established herself is the top echelon, but just cannot beat Ronda Rousey.
1: There's nothing more compelling. We've all done it since the playground to decide things, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and that's what we've got. Been saying it all along. This is what I want. It's perfect.
0: The decision. LeBron James, but instead of the decision, they're going to come out and do rock, paper, scissor between Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, and, <laughs> and Holly Holm. Well, and, and Rock, Ronda always beats yeah, Misha. Misha beats Holly, <laughs> Holly. Holly
2: beats Ronda. It's, an, it's a triangle. The
0: hard, the hard part about this is is everyone's going to be like, that would be a really good rematch because Misha Tate knew what she had to do in the fifth, but she lost th- two rounds, you know, before well, and three I,
2: rounds before that. I, I thought the dialogue was very interesting leading up to this fight, especially from the Holly Holm camp because it made it. They really trivialized the ro- the Rousey fight. They said, oh, we had this, you know, we had the fight plan going into this, and they made it seem very simple, and they made it seem, you know, the, the blueprint for beating Ronda Rousey seemed relatively simple. And yet, just like Connor McGregor, fighter after fighter after fighter has not done that. And, and they did, and they did it successfully, so congratulations to them. But I feel like they really trivialized, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey's what her what her game really brings and I'm very interested to see how she bounces back and what else sh- how she rounds out her game to try to eliminate a lot of that.
0: And not to crap on Ronda Rousey by any means, but I feel like she's a two trick pony. She's got her arm bar and she's got her striking, which is hard enough that if she hits you first, you're going down. She wrestlers, she gets with her she gets with her judo and her arm bars. And then strikers, she just strikes faster and harder than the other ones. While well, home was a much better striker and took her out. The hard part is, is now you have to see if you can get another striker or another or another wrestler to see if someone else can actually stack up. Misha Tate is a better wrestler, but you can flip a wrestler and armbar him if they don't know what they're doing. Well, the
1: problem on top of all of that, I mean, the the style, I mean, and this isn't my commentary. This is me listening to other people, but Ronda's got bad knees, so. Uh, like Holly Holm she's at a high enough level that she can stop the judo where Misha Tate's a very good wrestler she has findings, she can shoot and so it's just it, when they were saying it was a stylistic problem for Holly 100% right mm-hmm. it's just that I th- I think Rhonda's like Travis was saying like she can still work on things it'd be interesting to see the game plan because you're not going to see the same Rhonda I kind of want wish that she'd go into a different camp but what, what? do I know I'm just a doctor
0: the hard part is that she usually tra- trains with the Diaz brothers, right, for a lot of it, and then some of the other people. But, like, you see how tight-knit that group is. Yeah,
2: well, and she is. I and mean, she's, she seems very serious with Travis Brown, right? And yeah. In what camp does he train But he's Winklejohn. Right, and so c- that would make a lot of sense, although there's the conflict with Holly Holm training at Oh, I,
0: I can guarantee you if there's one person that couldn't care less of Holly Holm, or that Ronda Rousey went to Winklejohn, it would be Holly Holm. I mean, look at Arlovsky over him they train apparently they don't train together all that often they uh and they're like we're not friends we train together very very little times. yeah they sparred three times um and they're very so i mean winklejohn obviously has you look at over him and, and Arlovsky. you look at uh gsp when he fought oh who did he fight when they were both at winklejohn carlos condit they take sides um if you really if you want to train with the best MMA teams, you either need to go to AKA and train with Rockhold, Cormier and those guys, or you need to go down to Winkle John And I think Ronda Rousey could improve hand over fist going down to Winkle John The hard part is is she has to compete with the egos. Those people all have egos and they all play they all play teammates, but at the same time they're all very different people with with like I said, differing egos. You got John Jones, you got Carlos Condit, you've got I think she'd do
1: better to go Rufus. Like something with kickboxing, like to learn some techniques against that. I think I mean and Milwaukee. Is he? <laughs> yes, yeah, he Rufus. Milwaukee would be kind of like I that's why I don't think that she's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I think she's very content on where she is, where she lives, her camp. It's familiar to her. I don't think she's going to Milwaukee to train.
0: Right. But she's got a little sister. I mean you don't know. Her mom doesn't
1: there's a lot that's her going into it. Her mom doesn't seem like,
0: the most stable of person, and her little sister probably needs family there. There's a, uh, Yeah. There's so many I would like to see things. it. I just don't
1: think it's going to happen.
0: There's so many weird things that go into different stuff like that. And as sad as it is, I think w- w- the women's MMA is moving up big time, but there's different emotional and psychological tolls that are taken on female athletes than they're male. And I— for the time being you know who knows what it is and someone else might come back in and you know kozak could come back in here and tell me i don't know what i'm talking about you know the fembot <laughs> but at the same time i i feel like women have i mean you very rarely hear guys talking about crying after training or crying in the middle of the night and holly home and misha tate have both come out and been like you know what it's rough, and there has been times after after training that I just break down, and there has been times in the middle of the night that I break out anxious or I I wake up anxious and start crying. And who knows? There might be the male fighters that have the same issue, but it's very rarely spoken about. Whereas it seems like the female fighters are like, you know what? We are different. We're not the same as the male fighters. We emotionally react different, psychologically we're different, physiology is different. You know, we can compete and we're just as good at a, in, at a competition level, but. Emotionally, there is a difference. I I think
2: that's a good thing too. I think that, you know, they've they've said a lot about Ronda Rousey being a, a really good influence on a lot of girls because she's able to empower them with a lot of these things, and I think that's a powerful part of that is being able to show their emotions, um, you know, as as well as how they're they're overcoming that.
0: Yeah, to show it's okay, right? I mean, it should be that way. One of the comments I made on Twitter, I think two weeks back, was it was. Oh, I can't even remember. It was in an undercuttered fight. The guy won. It was his first fight in the, in the UFC, and he started crying. And he was like, I'm just so happy that I won. I've made it. I'm really happy to be here. And I tweeted, a guy cries in the octagon, he's emotional, and he's happy. You know, a girl a girl cries in the octagon, and she's weak. And it's like, that. it shouldn't be like that. I mean, emotion's emotion. How you show it's different. It's just like somebody's father where they're like, I've never saw my dad cry ever in my entire life, and it made me stronger. And then you have the other people that are like, my dad used to cry all the time, and you know what? It was fine. I can better understand my own emotions because of X.
2: I think that's very much a generational thing as well. I think that a lot of the big Cam Newton, right in in the NFL, was a really big a hot topic this year, and it's because it's all just because he was so emotional. Everybody was really upset when he was emotional at a high level and winning and and doing very well and he was he was celebrating he was boisterous he was very loud in his celebrations but you look at before last year two years ago and even when he lost in the super bowl and he goes just as low Mm -hmm. as he does go high when he's winning and that's just because he's an emotional guy and they just to be honest they just did not tolerate that 10 years ago 20 years ago especially 34 i mean you look back in the day and age they only celebrated you if you were stern Mm -hmm. if you were clean cut. i mean if, if if you're a yeah Right. Johnny I mean, Unitas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that type of a person. And and we are slowly evolving to allow that type of a, an emotional personality to exist in our sports workplace. Yep.
1: I, the thing is, uh, I kind of agree with you, but I th- we were in the same football team. People got emotional behind closed doors. I think it's just more different. like social you just,
0: media, man. You
1: can't be it in public because we all got emotional like after losses and stuff like that, like. How many times did
0: you see people cry? It's it's weird though, like. But it's a, it's also crying around people that you know aren't going to be like, dude, you know who totally cried after. We're the not game. talking about that. Though. We're Jake. talking about like the outside, from the publics, Farm.
1: like <laughs> the public's <laughs> perception of it though. Yeah. And so, like, I think that there, there is like a time and like society like, there's a time and place, men, you cry behind closed doors, like we don't want to see it, like I, I don't know, it's just a different mentality. But
0: I think I think social media changes a lot of that because everything is in the moment. So if you're, if you're irritated, you can tweet about it immediately and be like, hey, man, I'm really irritated. And some of you can get in trouble or some athletes can get in trouble for that. And other athletes are celebrated like he came out right after and he said this.
1: Um, I have the uh, post-fight, post-fight press conference queued up. Um, somebody keeps spamming Jesus saves. So that's a thing if you're going to tune in. Bendo
0: Henderson. You're in Bellator now. You don't need to <laughs> get keep off hopping the YouTube channel. Yeah, get off the YouTube channel and spamming Jesus saves.
1: Talking about pressers, though. One thing I also yes. wanted to talk about is, one, I've loved, ev- like, for the week and almost a half that we had of these two, they were the best press conferences yes. ever. I wish they would have been going the whole time. Nick um, Diaz didn't talk a whole lot. It and was now fine. we know why. It was fine.
0: Because he's going to come and out. Like, he perform. talked
1: enough. Like, he, he did exactly what somebody from Stockton should do. He threw a proper F word in when, <laughs> when needs be. <laughs> proper. Um, but, uh, no, just in general, uh, I hate ESPN, ESPN. They were saying that that whole thing was staged, and it's going to look like it, especially since they were buddy buddy Says after. ESPN but ESPN. It yeah, literally
0: I, takes place on a stage.
1: Who keeps putting Nick Diaz <laughs> fighting Conor McGregor up on yeah. the screen. Thanks, yeah. ESPN. We appreciate that. That was,
0: I think, originally CBS or something like that. But well, was
1: uh, they do it every time. They're, they're the same. Like, like if, the you uh, if, no if you listen been to – Obama-Osama
0: fiasco when Osama bin Laden was killed. If you listen to Bayless <laughs>
1: and Stephen A. Smith talk, they kept calling him, like th- – it was terrible. Um, but
0: then... Skip Bayless doesn't know what he's talking about. Skip Bayless saying that he Mayweather ed- would win in a street fight. What? <laughs> what? Against two. Against Conor McGregor in a street fight. Okay. If it's a sanctioned, like, boxing match, I understand. But, like, a street fight? Come on now. Ever since Skip Bayless talked about how great Tim Tebow is, Skip Bayless has lost all
2: credit for having an opinion about anything.
0: It must be Skip Bayless on there just spamming Jesus Saves on there. But let's get into... Let's get into D.C. and Jones and their, comp- their, uh, their, uh, their presser, two different sides of the coin. D.C. trying to push everything on Jones and be like, are you really going to cheer this guy? You're going to boo me. He was me. right. I've done- no, he's 100% correct. But one thing that we were discussing earlier that I that we agree on and we don't agree on because he was absolutely correct to wonder why they were booing him, and I agree. However, if there's one thing America loves, it's a good come from behind, change my life used to do things and now I'm better and I'm a better person. There's one thing
1: it. I love. It's America getting called out for its bullshit. Like, Good on like, DC. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, I mean, I like, I like but Jones just as fine, but like he was right. Like you feel like there's no repercussions for what you did. Like you get a, just, you get to just run into pregnant women and go on cocaine yeah. benders in Brazil and everybody's just cool with it. Like I shouldn't have lost my belt. I never lost it. It's like, well, you were almost booted from the promotion. So you're, you're lucky that you're even in, you still have your damn contract.
0: So one of the interesting things about this is when John Jones just got pulled over last, um, everyone was like, why in the world are you only driving with your passport? Why in the world are you driving without a license or any of these things? And the fact is, is both Carson and I I have driven around with no driver's license.
1: Registration or (laughs) or insurance.
0: So, uh, yeah. So we've both been there. So the fact that everyone's like, "John Jones, what the hell is he doing? Why would he do this?
1: And i got pulled over without my headlight i out. was there i did yeah yeah and you were going through my back seat and that's what got the cops the second cop called on because of all the cops saw in the back <laughs> was you throwing my clothes up <laughs> because yeah. it was a mess back there look and i was like i think my license and my insurance back there justin will you, you get it <laughs> you
0: thought you had a warrant he thought he had a warrant out for his arrest
1: because i hadn't paid well, i've never gotten a ticket what was it for I've literally still never gotten a ticket. I didn't get a ticket
0: for no that. No proof of insurance? I don't know. All I know is the cop was looking up your name as Carson with a C, not Carson he with He a pulled K, me out of the car. And you almost <laughs> <He> got <laughs> shot.
1: He almost put you. I need you to come here. Come here. Why'd you lie to me about your name? <laughs> I did My yeah. name is Carson Wood. We put Carson Wood in the system. <laughs> There's nobody that came up. Oh, you probably spelled it with a C. It's with a K. All right, I'll be back.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cleared out. We laughed. Everyone thought Carson was going went, to jail, and, we were and then have I just to walk went talk to
1: a the newbie on the block that was a Crittle. A yeah. Crittle's not going to throw you in jail. No. I don't even know if he was related to the Crittles, but
0: you know. And now we can just drop my brother's name. Yeah, all the Crittles are all related. I know. I know Ryan Smith. Yeah. So the most interesting thing about that as well is I didn't have a license for a long period of time and used my passport as a driver's license. Didn't get pulled over during the time. I
1: had all those things, just not on me. Oh, to well, be clear,
0: Same as John Jones. I didn't have a driver's license because I didn't want to go down to the DMV and stand in line for five hours to get one. So I used my passport. And so every time I went into a club downtown, I had to use my passport to get in. And every time they looked at me like, you don't have a license. And I didn't. So everyone that's like, "Eh, I don't understand how John Jones could ever do something like this. Just get your driver's license. Just do these things. I've been in that exact situation, and both of us have. So it makes it that much funnier that everyone's like, this guy's a delinquent. He's a menace to society. He doesn't He doesn't have his license on him. I'm like, oh, that means I'm a delinquent. Oh, I that mean, I, I've never been on a cocaine bender. Yeah, and it's I've never a hit a girl. In it, time it to be friend. fair, it's probably not a bender. Like
1: I said bender earlier. It probably wasn't a bender. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And they say don't that call
0: it a bender in Brazil. They just call it carnival. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> he's having a good time man. Uh, Yeah
0: man he just, He's just out Celebrating Carnival
1: Presser has got me Excited for That presser Got me more excited For like Any season of UFC fighting Than like Literally Anything ever That was the most Amazing thing who, So who were the Who were the people That were actually talking Khabib oh, yeah, versus no. Ferguson They were just going After that Ferguson. Oh I thought that's What we were talking about no, we're gonna And then that's fine I, I don't know why You're rolling your great. eyes At Ferguson and not Khabib Khabib's worse I He goes don't to other people's Press conferences And starts yelling From the background yeah, that's fine. But what's wrong with <laughs> what Ferguson does? Is then? it in
0: Russian? So it's in no, current? it's
1: not. <laughs> and then and then uh, Pettis says, "Hey, yeah, um, I'll fight you." Does this guy speak English? I just said I'd fight him. Why does <laughs> he keep talking? <laughs> and then he goes MIA for a year and a half.
0: Yeah, well, he got injured. He didn't just disappear. He had to serve in the Russian communist army, which is what Travis had to do too.
1: Anyways, so that and then we have Joanna versus Claudia,
0: which I'm uh, I'm also excited. Apparently. The news came out today that these people actually these these two girls actually fought after the the after the filming of the Ultimate Fighter. So they the story goes like, um,
1: like a provoked fight.
0: No, th- so here's th- the article that I read, which is now on Bloody Elbow and MMA Junkie and all of those, says that after filming wrapped up, apparently no one was filming it, so who knows if it's true. Dana White likes to spin stories, but nonetheless. Joanna threw a a water bottle at Claudia and they started actually like fist fighting, throwing head kicks and just legitimately fist fighting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so
1: good. Because haven't they already fought once? Yeah. And it was actually really close. Yeah. And Claudia's like, you
0: know, I beat you. And Joanna's like, no, you didn't beat me. I'm excited for that. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm excited for the Habib and uh, Ferguson. Ferguson. (laughs) Um, Weidman versus Rockhold. I think it's because of Connor. Everybody's all of a sudden gotten Bravo, mm-hmm. and they realize like this is the time to make money, especially with all the shine from this weekend.
0: If anyone needs to sell that fight, it's Weidman. And they did
1: great. Yes. Everybody did phenomenal.
0: Except for Rockhold afterwards tweeting and being like, I don't know why he was like that. It's well, like he doesn't, though, because he hasn't ever been like that. But they got to make money.
1: Well, but I yeah, understand. You're, no, you're but right. He just, yeah, but you're he's right. just saying. like Taking down
0: like, the, the whole gym, hmm? being like, a.k.a. all you guys do is talk shit. Nobody likes A.K.A. anymore. Yeah, it was and so it, good. And it was like, those dudes are all on TV. Like, that's one of the most liked gyms that there that there is. Kane, DC, Luke Rockhold. Like, A.K.A. is a pretty dominant gym. Mm-hmm. Almost as dominant as Winkle John.
1: Yeah, or, uh, yeah, Mike Jackson, Winkle John, Rufus. Those are the big ones, right? And then the, not Black Zillions, what's the
0: other one? Alpha Fell. <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Fell. That's the other one that I'm excited <laughs> for.
1: That fight, too. The Uriah Favorite. Faber versus Dominic Cruz.
0: Did you see where, where Faber actually said ass? And Dominic was like, "We finally oh, got, got Faber to, cuss. to swear. <laughs> We finally got Faber to, <laughs> to cuss." I feel like that's if I was a UFC fighter, that's how people would talk about me. I know. Oh, I Smith finally said something. He finally decided to have a swear word. It's like I just—it's not in my personality to swear a lot, and I love it. So it's um,
1: the other fight that I put for two hundred that they ruined and they took from us for two hundred. Thompson, Roy, McDonald. I'm excited. Though. You called
0: that man. I thought Thompson was going straight to Lawler, and you called it. Now I'm guessing they wish they wouldn't announce it yet.
1: I don't think so. I think that, like you said, Woodley. I like. I w- I thought yeah they were going to get Don Q and Kim in that. But but did you
0: see Woodley being like, I'm going to get passed up again. I'm going to go to Twitter and complain a whole lot, and now he's probably going to get the fight. I like Woodley, but he threw a little Hashtag fit. Hashtag Ferguson. <laughs> Real Ferguson, yeah, not Tony he's Ferguson. Actually, he's actually from there. But mm-hmm. he uh, he threw a big fit, man. And, I mean, noted. He got passed over, but at the same time, like – it is what it is. He, uh, he, Who know, Like, he deserves a title shot, but it's not a big money fight, and that's what Dana White wanted. Mm-hmm. And now it's not going to – I mean, that's not going to happen. I'm still going to pay to watch Woodley, you know, Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler has to lose eventually. It doesn't look like it's going to be to Conor McGregor. So, <laughs> so I guess we'll see. Then what else do we have? Uh, who else was on that? Uh, the so big who one knows? was – DJ so and though yeah that. and they, they didn't say much nor were they asked much but they Rothwell, started they Jones. started
1: after the when they did the they did the the, the photo shoot they both kind of just started like it was it, they were only like body motion and then like just pointing back and forth like who the hell is this guy oh my gosh I'm excited I
0: think one of my favorite things the more I listen to Rothwell speak the more I like him did you see where he was like hey Rothwell Rothwell or, Rockhold Rothwell oh where he was like hey Ariel thank you so much for the question. Because he got one question in the entire presser. And it was like, thank you so much for even caring that I'm here.
1: Damn it, Ariel. That's one too many. Yeah, Leave I, it alone. He's a pretty
0: funny dude. And the thing is. Except for not being funny. The the hard part about all of it is that there were so many people that they're going to get people that are passed up. DJ and Sahula were passed up. Whereas if they were on their own press conference, they would have been fine. JDS and Rothwell were passed up. When if they would have been on their own, they would have well, been fine. the
1: John Jones DC thing took it over. One, it's the most. It's the the most imminent. It's the quick, the one that's coming up quickest, right? Yep, two weeks, um, and they have the biggest feud in the UFC, hands down. It's not even close. Like they'll try to like put up, like build up a whole bunch of other things, but naturally, there's nothing that's bigger than that.
0: I legitimately think they're staying calm. I think there's so much hate, and like DC said,
1: they almost had like another like problem at the end of the with l-
0: the suck it where John Jones did the old DX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it is what it is. I think. Out of any fight where there's just bad blood, and D, like DC said, like he doesn't wish a bad thing upon anyone. He hate is a very strong word, but he has a very strong disliking for John Jones, and I think John Jones feels the same. And sadly, I think John Jones, even though that DC is a high level wrestler and a high level athlete, I think John Jones is just more athletic than he is, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I think it's going to end up causing issues.
1: I don't know. I, if you haven't watched that presser yet, go watch Unstoppable. I'm gonna watch it again because it was the absolute best.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Go watch the Unstoppable presser. Super good. DC. Who don't el- listen to ESPN. Who it else is on the DC card? I don't have to look it up. DC it's Jones.
1: Right I, I'm, I should have actually looked it up beforehand, but
0: you'll be talking about that with Travis. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're, we'll be talking. Justin's going to Spain, so we're gonna be talking about it in the middle of the week and probably posting this one sometime towards the end of next. Not this one. The next one, sometime next week, next weekend, but. Um.
0: Probably on Sunday. Just save it, mm-hmm. canister it until Sunday. Yeah,
1: and uh, we'll be missing Justin. Yeah, I'll we'll be, be
0: back. Jace. I'll be back. The card on the nineteenth. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch, and then we'll finish that out. Um, any last words?
1: No, it was a it was a great night. It was a great week. I've loved it. Like I, th- I actually think the Diaz fight Maybe was a better game. fight than the RDA fight.
0: Thanks again for listening to the One Speed MMA podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at One Speed MMA. Thank you so much. Bye.